Hey there, hi there, ho there, hello there, and welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio, our podcast where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics. Have a have a small but mighty crew on board today for today's podcast. Is there's a certain event going on down on campus that some of our uh, normal participants, as if they're normal or not, I really couldn't say, but they are actually in attendance for this. That would be, of course. Cards catch football on campus at the LNN. But Jeff McAdams and I are in here holding the house down today, and we're going to bring you the, the news and the fun that has gone on this week. So, uh, uh, yeah, they're, uh, I don't get the fact that they're scheduling women's basketball and men's football at the same time today, though. That does upset me, Jeff. Yeah, other than it all was out of our hands. Uh, yeah. You know, the. The basketball timing was set, I guess, by the whoever's doing that tournament thingy. And football, of course, is all dictated by TV. So, yeah. I have talked with several fans who are women's basketball fans who are also attending the football game today, and they've expressed their displeasure about not being able to watch both at the same yeah. time. Because, you know, you know. Surely, surely the case. Yeah, we, you know. It's always a challenge when you get those overlaps in times and stuff. So, and, and being here at home and not being at it at L and N, I've got two different devices I can watch things on. So it's fine. Yeah. You know, I can watch multi-screening, man. Yeah, that's I've done that more than once. Yeah, the hoops play on on the laptop and the football play on the TV and such like that. But yeah, uh, you can work it out. And if you're out there, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll get plenty of updates if you're out there attending yeah. and listening right now. So. Hang in there, bear with it, have fun, and uh, go cards right there. But, uh, yeah, kind of uh, catching up on other few things like that. Uh, we've got a little scheduling and Twitter information that we'd love to bring to you. So let's go ahead and, I guess, segue on into that, Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at uh, today, obviously, the big one, football, UK at noon, at it, LNN Stadium. Uh, the annual battle of the bluegrass, whatever you want to call it, the usual football game is the cards. Governor's Hopefully, look to break. You know, a, a four-game losing streak to Kentucky in football. So, let's hope that they can turn that around. I think this might be a good chance for them to do that this year. They they look to be pretty good so far, pal. Mm-hmm. Also, at, at that same time, it's at good. noon. I've just been five. I mean, my my mother and I, who you know, neither of us are football fans in the slightest, and they've just been fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this is an exciting team, and I think yeah. the defense yeah. that they've put together, Ron English, has built a defense that uh, people may be suspect of at the start of the season, but it has really come in and become a a, a type of, of defense that just shuts people down. Yeah, and. Uh, I played defense in high school, so that's my 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 side of the ball. There, I love the defensive play. I just love to see those big uglies get in there and crash people down. Mm. It's uh, fun, fun, fun for me to watch. But, uh, and so, if you're listening out there, give them a yell for me and have a cold one for me as well. Uh, I'll probably have a cold one myself, and I won't be paying eleven dollars a bottle for mine. Nah, 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 nah. So. <laughs> no, but yours has to start out cold. If it starts out warm there, it'll end up cold. Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> so, a, that's, you know. a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. But, uh, so that's the action that we've got going on also. Uh, playing uh, basketball at noon. The Cards are playing Liberty in the Chancellor Classic. And that's taking place down in Katy, Texas. Not uh, Katy Weitzel uh, Anderson, but uh, Katy, Texas, which... Uh, I'm not familiar exactly where that is in Texas, but... Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Louisville down there for their second of three games in this Classic. They'll also play... uh, I mentioned at noon, so uh, be that as it may, it's going to happen then. There's nothing we can do about it. Looks like it is a far suburb of Houston. Oh, okay. Which means it's probably about two hours to get into downtown Houston from there because it's such a sprawly city. Yeah, Houston is pretty wide open. Yeah. But uh, okay, yeah. Hopefully, if anybody's listening, want to send us pictures. If you're down there, even better. We'd love to see them. 
uh, moving on over to Sunday, uh, men's basketball will be playing New Mexico State. That's a 1 p.m. game. And then women's basketball with that third game, which we mentioned in the Chancellor Classic, that'll be at 145 Sunday. And they'll be taking on the Zags, Gonzaga University, uh, a team that has given us our fair share of trouble over the years. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they've still got those two guards, uh, the two uh, Oriental girls that uh, tore us up in past games. Oh, I have no idea. I think they're back. Yeah. So, incidentally, I was I was exaggerating. It is about 30 minutes of drive from Houston to Kitty, <laughs> Texas. So, downtown Houston. So. Uh, we'll move all the way now to the 29th. I see nothing going on on either that Monday or Tuesday, Jeff. So let's go to Wednesday, the 29th. And swimming, it will be taking part in the Toyota U.S. Open. So we wish them the best of luck with that as they go in there and try to get a win for Arthur Albier on that fine program down there. And then uh, finally we go ahead and go to men's basketball on the 29th. The Cards men's team will take on Bellarmine, their turn at the Knights. Uh, cards obviously took them on a little bit earlier in the schedule this year on the women's side and had a fun romp against them. So, uh, yeah, he knows what will happen on the men's side with the men's side. That seems to be a kind of a, a question this year is, yeah. uh, they play really good at times, but just can't seem to pull one out. Yeah. So, uh, I know they're out there trying, so. Maybe as the season goes along, they'll get a little more successful. And, and the super cynical might say that that it's a question is a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I, I've read so much stuff about <laughs> the men's team this year. It just it yeah. drives me kind of crazy. I mean, people are they're bashing the, the player makeup. They're bashing the coaching. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're even bashing the fans about the season. Okay, how in the – yeah. How did the fans affect affect your record? Okay, yeah. uh, and it's, it's it's a when the when the going is not good, the fan base gets disgruntled. That is a mm-hmm. truism, and certainly over on the men's side of things right now, there is a lot of disgruntlement and uh, p- people calling for the king's head, as it might be. So, hang in there, Kenny. You're a good dude. You played some great ball when you were here these things too all fully passed for you. Uh, that'll get us on over to our X information. And if you want to follow us on X, we're on there from time to time. I probably get on there the most out of us. Maybe yeah, this Jared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find Jared on there and Facebook a lot. Yeah. Uh, posting photos and and certain things that are going on, not only in the sports world, but in his own personal life as well. So uh, uh, he's always a good follow, and you can follow him at Mr. Anderson Jared. Uh, a good follow, and he'll follow you back, too. He yep. likes to do that. Uh, Jeff has got two accounts on there. He goes into one of them, basically a kind of sports account, I guess you could best way to call it in. Card Couple Radio, mm-hmm. and then uh, your your personal site that you use for uh, work and other related items like that. Uh, what is that one? Uh, Jeff McAdams, just my name. Yeah, Jeff McAdams. So yeah, random uh, whatever hits me that I decide to post, which is not a whole lot recently, but you know, occasionally. Yeah, I, I find myself kind of, and I'm a cardinal couple, and. Mm-hmm. Mine is pretty much just basically you are lying around two things anymore. I, I try to give score and sports updates on the sports that we follow here. And then occasionally I will drop in uh, information on how things are going with me physically. And, and as I uh, look at some options coming up for me down the road here and try to keep some people that may not see me often or regular updated on how I'm doing. So, uh, Follow me if you dare. If you dare, <laughs> uh, cases at best case scenario, and there is no E and S, so uh, it's best 
case scenario. Uh, I don't see him on there a whole lot, but most of his are kind of halfway split between work-related and also mm -hmm. sports-related. Mm -hmm. uh, good fellow there. And uh, Daryl Fast is at Daryl Fast 4. She is not uh, obviously with us today. Uh, she had something going on with family, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I thought she was and, going to the game. And uh, could not make the... Uh, the podcast it's always a delight to have her on and uh, absolutely she is a uh, very very good at bringing us women's athletics news especially on the basketball and softball sides so she uh, played the game softball quite extensively and and knows a lot about it and uh, of course uh, she uh, uh, sits with me at the women's games we do our coverage for cardinal couple on games that take place during the week uh on the weekends Sonia comes in and takes that second chair, and we sit there and do that. So, uh, but uh, hey, always welcome to come up and say hi to us if you want to. Mm -hmm. We're always glad to see you, and certainly uh, you'll you'll get to meet some other great people too. It's, uh, uh, Mayor Abramson always likes to come over and spend time with me, and ex Mayor Abramson mm -hmm. and his his lovely wife Madeline. We talk with them quite a bit over there, and then others tend to float in and out and say hi. Uh, so it's always a good time at the U of L games because it, it's more than just a basketball game for me. It's a chance to kind of catch up with friends again and say hi to them and, and people that I may not have seen for a while. And then I'll get these strange texts like, Paul, I'm sitting behind you in section three. <laughs> yeah, no oh. idea who it is. <laughs> and then I'm like, I see the phone number, but who in the hell is it? Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, so I'll just stand up and wave in that general area. Yeah, yeah. If I see anybody waving back at me, that's fine. If not, maybe they're all just thinking, oh, there's that crazy guy down there waving at the fans again. And uh, so come on out. It's a great time down there. And if you want to, uh, of course, feel free to make comments. We love that as well. <clears throat> yep. Uh, kind of moving into it, though. Let's go ahead and get into the we meat and bones. Skip huh? one thing in scheduling that we should oh, note. What did, oh, oh, the selection show. Yeah, volleyball selection show ah. tomorrow evening, um, <laughs> 6 p.m. And it is, I don't know where it is televised. I know it is televised. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't know. That. I think it's not going to be on the ESPN networks. It, yeah, it'll be on somewhere there. Uh, that's why I'm just trying to find the specifics of it. Um, I should have had this pulled up. Uh, ESPN, main one. Nice. Yep, 6 p.m. tomorrow. And, that, that, yeah, that's going to really bump in there uh, right around football time for a lot of people, but that's great. Let's let's get it on and see where the cards end up. And, and... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Their notice, this is under the volleyball section of the NCAA.com website. But the notice is, you know, 2023 selection show, how to watch. The 2023 D1 Women's Soccer Selection Show will air this Sunday on ESPN. Uh, and it has all the, you know, specific information for the volleyball because soccer one was, you know, several weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they just, somebody cut and paste and didn't update. <laughs> There's an intern up there who probably was doing something else. And yeah, I wonder how long it's been posted. Kurt posted. comes over to Bob's desk and says, Bob, put this up. Uh, oh, okay, was, thanks, Kurt. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, it's posted yesterday evening, so it hasn't been up too terribly long. But, yeah, anyway, yeah, every organization, it happens, you know. Uh, well, you, Jeff and I were kind of talking off where we came on about the cards' chances of getting one of the, the big four spots, as they like to call them there. Uh, and then let's go ahead and carry it on over to the broadcast a little bit, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we can get into the actual game that Louisville played just a bit here, but let's talk about the possibilities unfolding here for Louisville. And then uh, there have been some minor upsets in the last couple of days and teams playing each other. Jeff, where do they stand? Do you think they're a top four team? Uh, man, it's... <laughs> It really looks at what criteria you're looking at. Depends upon what criteria you're looking at. Uh, their uh, RPI is not out. Uh, for, for that includes the past few games, uh, I don't believe. 
Uh, I think that, that only updates on Mondays. Uh, but if you look at some of the unofficial RPI uh, tools out there that, so the RPI has never been officially announced how it's calculated, right? But people figured it out. <laughs> there's stuff that, that mimics it, that gives reliable results. And so there's, there's other sites like Figstats that updates more frequently. Uh, and if you look at that, and as of, uh this morning uh louisville is third in the rpi um which bodes well um yes so you know the the committee looks heavily at rpi uh they do look at some other stuff but they do look heavily at rpi uh the interesting thing is that fourth is pittsburgh um you know do they give two top four seeds to acc teams uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, maybe. Um, fifth is Wisconsin. And this RPI includes the match last night that Wisconsin played, but they had a pretty big upset over Nebraska, so number one team. Um, uh, this RPI, of course, includes that, but is that enough to push Wisconsin up and push either Pitt or Louisville out of it? I, I don't know. And if so, which one of us, um, you know, Overall, I think Louisville's season has been better, has a better resume, but Pitt beat us last week, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be a lot of, you know, who who looks at what and what do they wait the most and what do they pay the most attention to. So, I I don't know. Um, I, I think there's a very good chance that Louisville gets a fourth seed and, and – I guess potentially even a third seed if you're looking at RPI heavily, but um, uh, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Stanford was a team who, who actually came into the the Cards' second home, the KFC Yum Center. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a nice turnout by the crowd and everything. Stanford yeah. came in though and played very very good volleyball against Louisville and ended up actually taking that match, which. Yeah. As a, as a reverse sweep. Um, yeah, uh, they just sometime got fired up after the end of that second set and said, Hey, yeah, some of that, some of the, uh, just uh, the play of Louisville just kind of fell apart a little bit too there, uh, which has been kind of a little bit of a thing in the later part of the season. Occasionally this team just kind of goes away a little bit. Um, it's a little concerning. We saw it a little bit up at Pittsburgh, a little bit, tiny bit up at Pittsburgh uh, last week. But that was just, you know, two really, really top-level teams playing top-level volleyball with each other. Um, but again, Pittsburgh came away with that with a reverse sweep, similarly. So, um, yeah, uh, that one, the, the big thing, the big blemish on our record, on our resume, is North Carolina State. Um, I mean, they're not a bad team. Uh, but they're definitely not at the level that they should be beating us like they did. Um, I'm trying to look down and see where their RPI is. They're 44th in the RPI. So that's the big blemish on our resume. Um, but, you know, nearly every team has a blemish like that. Nebraska doesn't. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin last night. That was their first loss of the season. So, And that's not a bad loss. Um yeah, Pitt lost to like BYU early, and you know, and there's another kind of crazy loss in there. Uh, you know, so everybody's got some sort of weird, ugly blemish on their resume, other than Nebraska to worry about. So, I, I don't think that'll be too bad of a thing for us to, to overcome in this. The cards last time out. In a top, I'm going to call it a top 15 match, I guess, Jeff, because at the time we were ranked number seven and Georgia Tech was ranked number 12. Yeah. Uh, cards obviously have had some great battles with Georgia Tech over the last few years. And they are a team that, that Louisville, I think, has to respect very, very much anytime they step on the court against Louisville. Uh, the Cards ended up uh, beating them in. In four sets, losing the first one, 19 to 25. 
And then, in which was the most thrilling of the four sets, I thought that second set, where Louisville takes this thing twenty-six to twenty-four. Uh, after the halftime mm-hmm. break, the cards kind of prevailed in the third set, twenty-five to eighteen. And then just a barn burner of a final set that went into extra. Uh, I'll call it extra frames or extra innings or whatever. Yeah, bonus points, whatever. Yeah, bonus volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Louisville ending up uh, taking that one 29 to 27. Wow. Just look at all the extra shots in that one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was a heck of a battle. And, uh, you know, I think Louisville, they started slow, like we've seen them do sometimes, and uh, had some unforced hitting errors there and things that. Sometimes, you know, you know, you just, you kind of shake your head and say, come on, let's get into this thing now. Let's yeah. wake up and play volleyball. But uh, of course, you, you're out there for these and you see that, that your impressions on that, that, that slow start and things that were going on. Yeah, uh, it concerns me uh, because for a deep run in the NCAA tournament, that the slow starts are going to come back and, and hurt. Um, kind of like they did up at Pitt. Um, if, if we had, you know. If we hadn't spotted them five points and you know a couple of those sets that you know it would have been a different outcome for sure um not just because you know none of the sets were really by that much of a margin and you know if we hadn't spotted them theoretically we would have been that far but also just for the momentum momentum of it um this little team has shown that they can dig down and dig out of that sort of hole uh, which is pretty impressive and, and against some pretty good teams in doing so. Uh, but man, it's a stressor. Um, I certainly I, I can speak for as, as a fan on the sidelines, it's a stressor. I can only imagine what it's like for the players out on the court, the coaches and coaching staff, whatever. So, uh, I, you know, if you don't dig that hole, you get to play looser. You get, you, you know, you're, you're going to be playing looser and freer and, you know, but, you know, credit to the team for being able to to have some comebacks and have some big comebacks despite that. Uh, but uh, it surely we would would be nice if we didn't do that. The the, the cards in, in set two kind of had maybe I, I know a lot of the viewers on on screens and such very nervous. I gathered by watching it that the atmosphere and the in, in the actual arena out there was just a little bit maybe tense because Louisville fell behind on this thing near the end, and Georgia Tech actually had set point with the cards sitting back there at, at 21 to 24. And then all of a sudden Louisville scores the, the final five points. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it was <laughs> it, it was tense uh, for sure. Uh you know, I, I saw some folks, some fans after the match was over and everybody was just like, oh, my God, I'm glad that's over. It was having a heart attack type of, you know, sort of reactions. Not really. No, no, no real medical emergencies there. But, you know, the, the sort of reaction, you know, like, oh, my God, cardiac cards type of thinking on this. And uh, it was, uh, again, if we hadn't spotted them some points here and there, it would have been a heck of a lot better, heck of a lot more, more comfortable outcome. Um but, you know, credit Georgia Tech for coming in and playing well. And, um, you know, they gifted us a point at the beginning of the, what was it, third set. That was nice of them. Um, but. Uh, hey, what, what was it? Some, they didn't really explain it that well set. on the broadcast. What exactly happened there? So there was on the second to last point of the set of the previous set, there was an out of rotation call uh, The line up the the team didn't line up correctly or or had an overlap uh and the you know one of the assistant coaches for georgia tech was really not happy with it and as soon as the set was called uh final and they start switching sides he just he half sprints up to the down ref and just really gets up in his face um uh chewing him out uh giving him an earful the unref handled it pretty well. Certainly, sternly uh, told him, "Hey, you need to you need to move on. You're, you're out of line. You need to move on." Uh, certainly, but there were words exchanged, and uh, so to start the next set, it was it was a red card on on the Georgia Tech bench, which is you know a point to Louisville and and go on. ends up not being all that significant, but 
certainly. Uh, there was some conciliatory uh, comments exchanged later on, but uh, yeah, uh, dude wasn't happy <laughs> with, <laughs> with the call for very clearly. And, and Collier, who who is the head coach for the Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Michelle Lee Collier. Yeah, she wasn't in, actually involved in the exchange, from what I could tell, or anything like that. Her, the of, extent of her involvement was trying to get her assistant coach to to move on. <laughs> <laughs> to her credit, <laughs> so the pops had a little bit too much Viagra this morning, uh, or something. Yeah, well, knows, but <laughs> I, the, I I saw some of the commentary on Volley Talk, and and someone was asking, you know, was it you know so and so? This is the coach's name, and I'm drawing a blank on what his name is now. And you know, some other people were saying, yeah, and and kind of describing the exchange, and some of the comments were like, yeah, that's in character. <laughs> So, like, this is, I guess, not uncommon for him that he gets a little hot and bothered on occasion. So, eh. what else? We got a point out of it, and we go on. It, ultimately, that one point isn't all that significant, but, yeah. And so, uh, after the halftime break, the cards came ahead, and the adjustments, I guess, talked about or made really did benefit Louisville from a scoring point quite a bit as the cards actually jumped out to big leads here in this third set. Uh, you know, a nice win for Louisville. Yeah, uh, they did play better later on. There's still some, uh, still some, just some lapses of, uh, you know, execution errors, communication errors that uh, still happened late in the set uh, or late in the match. But uh, it definitely was was better. Um, yeah, uh, it, it definitely feels like there's some communication, like multiple players going for the same ball and interfering with each other. Somebody's, you know, somebody's got to call the other one off there and have a clear set of priorities on, you know, if Ellie Clock's saying, hey, I got the ball and it's the second ball, everybody else needs to step back and get out of the way, let her handle it. That's her, that's her role. Um, just to, you know, kind of contrived example there. Um, you know, I'm seeing a few things like that that I'm like, yeah, it worries me that we're still doing some of that late in the season. But, uh, you know, they're still out there playing. They're still, I mean, it's a very talented team, very good team. But uh, a couple of things like that, I'm like, Wait, what's going on here? This, this should be sorted out by this point. 25-18, the win for the cards in that one. And you, you felt good. I felt good watching here at home going into that fourth set. Like, okay, we got this now. We're good mm -hmm. to go. All of a sudden, boom, we're down 13 to five. Yeah. Yeah. Another big, you know, spot them a bunch of points and, uh, you know, had to dig out a big, big comeback, which again, they did well, but uh, took a little while. You know, it takes a little while to kind of dig that, dig out of that hole. Uh, but uh, did so. And um, it's, again, how much better would it have been if we just hadn't let ourselves get into that hole to begin with? That's the big thing going on here. So, um, you know, consistent play would be better than heroic play at the end. So, at I, I my mind. To kind of love the, the spirit and the resolve that this team has to take a look at, at a, a sizable deficit and go, hey, we yeah. can still do this. We can come back and get this done. But to, to get to the root of the problem, uh, let's maybe see what we can do about not letting the sizable deficit happen. Yeah, absolutely. Start, yeah. Know? It's, um, it's, the, and that's where I think a lot of the tension as a fan, and I suspect also coaching staff and even on the floor as players, uh, does come from uh, is that, like, man, how did we let this happen again? And now we got to dig it out. Uh, now we got to dig ourselves out of this hole. So it, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's mentally it takes, takes a lot of mental strength to do that. Team does have it. It's there, but man, I, I much prefer going up 15 2 on a team. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, well, than well, being yeah. down 13, 15 or 13, five, like you said, you know, and I know there are times that Anna DeBure probably has to feel like she's got the weight of the whole arena on her shoulders there. Uh, 18 kills in this match, and also 15 digs. A very, very good stat number for her. Uh, Charity Looper, God bless the day she landed on campus, right? 12 kills, 13 digs. 
double mean, doubles for both of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could Jones close. Lovin kills seven digs. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, Anna is back in form. I think I say uh, she's, you know, she struggled a little bit kind of midway through the season with just I don't know mental, some sort of mental bugaboos and and just poor execution on some things. But uh, has certainly put that back together and is 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 playing well again. Um, but yeah, uh, Elena Scott once again shows why she's at least in my mind, the best Libra in the nation. There's a couple others that you can have a conversation about, but man, I, I she's amazing. Um, incredible stuff. 15 digs for her as well. So, um, but some of them were amazing for spectacular. There is no ACC postseason tournament in volleyball. Nope. So the cards actually end the regular season at 24 and four. And that final ACC record was 15 and three. And that, that's, that's a very good season right there. Obviously, it is. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, there were a couple of teams that did a little bit better in Louisville. You know, yeah. Pitt had a great year. Florida State, which was kind of surprising, had a fantastic conference. Yeah. And there's some griping going on because Florida State had kind of a wimpy com- uh, comfort or wimpy uh, schedule. Uh, they did not have the strength of schedule uh, that Pitt and ourselves and Georgia Tech had. So. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to see them in a couple more of the, the top level games in conference that they didn't have. They only played Pitt and us once each. Uh, and I think Georgia Tech only once. So, uh, they certainly, you know, the ACC has, you know, their scheduling priorities at the beginning of the season. They're going to put all of their top, what they expect to be the top teams through another round of, of uh, matches against each other to kind of build that strength of schedule for the NCAA tournament resume. But they just kind of missed on Florida State. I, they, they didn't expect to be Florida State to be as good as they were this year. Um, so consequently, they end up with a little easier strength of schedule, which makes them look probably even better than what they really are, although – but you know, credit to them. They are a good team. Um, but uh yeah, it's just kind of a it's like, wow, how did that get through that setup? Of course, all the scheduling priorities and, and uh, processes kind of change up next year with new new members coming in. So we'll see how that affects it. And yeah, absolutely so is when you become the all coast conference. Yeah. Instead of the ACC. But uh and, and, and really the true test here on Florida State may not be what we've seen so far, but what we see now in postseason play. Okay. If they run into a really, really tough conference winning mid major down the road that comes yeah. in and says to them, Hey, you know what? We're unimpressed and take it to them. Uh, yeah. I think that will be the, the true test of my eye. Yeah. Hey, are they really as good as they purported to be here? Their RPI, according to this fake stat site, is 26. So, like, it's, it's not bad. Right. But yeah, not not spectacular here. Uh, Georgia Tech's twenty one on there, and of course, Chris Pitts right behind us in fourth. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good showing for the ACC in general in that respect. So one of the deals also that we'll look at very carefully is how many teams get in from the ACC to the actual big tournament. Yeah, that's a good question. And I, the next, just looking at RPI again, next is. Miami at 41. Uh, they got a shot at get again. Uh, North Carolina State's at 44. Uh, so they have a little bit, but it's starting to get to be a bit of a stretch down there. So, uh, And then you got to go down to Duke at 58. So not likely. And with the, the automatic bids that are allowed to a lot of the conferences around and such, uh, is it possible to get a six-pack of teams in there? I think it's going to be a stretch um, okay. to because to, you, you have to get down there to unless I miss one in here, um, you got to go down to that uh, that Duke, uh, you know, sitting at at fifty eight in the RPI. That seems like that's not going to happen for them. But we'll certainly be following that and tracking that for you here at Cardinal mm-hmm. Couple. Check the website each day to 
see what's going on with that as far as what the cards are doing, where they've been ranked, what's going on, everything else. We bring you the updates on it and certainly do very, very good coverage on that. In my, in my own opinion, you know, mm-hmm. I think you guys do a fantastic job on it. And if any of our other writers have a question, they ask Jeff. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> That's Let's move it on over to a different area now as we'll talk about women's basketball. Uh, the cards uh, obviously playing in a three-game tournament that started yesterday. We'll continue today and tomorrow. Uh, maybe facing the toughest of the three teams in the tournament on the first day. Uh, opponent-wise for us, so everybody kind of looked at us as well. You know, hey, Louisville's top 20 in this thing. Uh, hmm. Uh, the cards uh, dropped a close game to Alabama, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch this one. Uh, normally, I'd be able to watch the other two because ESPN Plus, and I don't have that uh, service. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody, I said, is this really close? These were two very closely matched teams. Uh and, you know, there's some critiques of Yavos play and probably fair and a little understandable. This was, you know, expected for this UFL team coming in with lots of new faces that there would be a lot of, uh, you know, what's what's really going to happen here? Still learning to play together, despite, you know, a pretty impressive looking out a couple of outings against Bellarmine and Bucknell. But, you know, those are not really particularly uh, and DePaul even, um, none of those are particularly high-end teams. Some, you know, DePaul's not bad. Cincinnati's okay. But, you know, that when you're playing some of that lower competition, it's you can kind of paper over some of the flaws a little bit and not see them as much. But then, you know, you come up against a you know, pretty decent Alabama team, and all of a sudden some of, the, some of those flaws start coming, start coming to the surface, you know. Um, will we see that today against Liberty? I don't know. They're probably not as, as quality of a team, so we may not see those flaws as much. They may have a little easier time getting there. But, you know, you get down next week to Old Miss. Um, yeah, okay. It's a, that You got to start answering some questions to be able to start, you know, being able to play against some of these better teams as, as, this, as the season goes on. Kentucky in there, UConn down there, Washington down there. Uh, all before we get to conference play. so um, and, and I did not get a chance to look and see what Liberty did yesterday in their in their opening day, but uh, let's you know let's just kind of look at this one for the way it turned out. Louisville fell behind early a little bit here. Uh, they were playing decent basketball, but Alabama was knocking some threes down on us, and they yeah. had a, a very very good three point outing and. And as the game eventually rolled on, where Louisville had been so, so good from the free throw line in the season, that just kind of went out the window yesterday. Yeah, and that hurts. You know, that's it it's something we harp on a lot. You know, it's obviously one of the letters in our Fred report uh, is all about free throws. I mean, it's, that's, I mean, you got to hit them. You got to hit free throws. There's very little excuse for not hitting free throws. You can get into the gym on your own and practice that. You know, um, particularly with, you know, a little bit of equipment and assist to get the ball back to you, you can really practice them at a pretty high rate. Uh, And if they're not getting in there and doing that, then, you know, shame on them. So Uh, it looks like yesterday they lost to Gonzaga uh, by... Oh, talking Liberty, okay. Yeah, by a pretty significant margin, 102.59. Zag's got one of those teams up there that they kind of lay in wait for you, you know? Yeah. They don't, they don't get the publicity nationwide that a school like a Louisville or even Alabama might, you know, because they're up yeah. there in that little corner up there. And, yeah. You know, that's okay. That's cute. That's little Gonzaga up there. Yeah. Up, up, up there in, in, you know, Northwestern Washington State. Yeah. But not even in Seattle. You know, you got to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the cards still were kind of playing ping pong yesterday. Uh, they would fight to get back to this thing, and then the tide would roll back at and, and take a six or eight point lead on them, and Louisville would fight it right back again. Alabama would push out by just a little bit. And, uh, you know, 
you know, when you take a look at and break it down in sections into quarters, I think the third quarter was probably Louisville's best quarter of the game. Uh, basically, you know, they they won it from a score perspective, twenty-two to twenty. Uh, they got some great play out of Sid Taylor in this, and also they kind of shut down the Alabama's big player, Sarah Ashley Parker, uh, who came in and played really good against us yesterday. And boy, she's going to be one to watch an SEC play this year. I'll tell you, kids. Yeah, se- seven for sixteen from field goals, uh, two for eight from threes. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a bad stat line. Seven rebounds, a uh, couple of steals, a couple of assists. That's that's a pretty good stat line for her. Got to get give her that. Yeah, and, and and she plays with a lot of tension and aggression too. Uh, she, she really comes after you. Uh, we, I gotta say, there's some really great names on this Alabama team. You got Loyal McQueen. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carly Weathers. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some really great names. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, coming up with the all team list. That's right, just come up with a couple good candidates there. Uh, so we were basically going back and forth with them, and we go into the fourth quarter here. Uh, we actually able to jump out and take the lead in the fourth quarter, starting out with a couple quick back to back baskets here. But uh, Bama, you know, here they come again. They tied up at sixty one. Uh, we still got seven minutes to go in this thing, and uh, unfortunately, the cards would never regain the lead from that point on. Mm-hmm. Alabama stepping up and, and, and making some key threes to break up ties. Uh, Louisville couldn't buy a three. I, I mean, they probably had Jeff Walls on the corner worth $100 bills trying to buy a three from a passerby, <laughs> and no one would sell him one. Yeah. It, was, it was sad. And as a coach, on Three for 14 is not great in that stat. You just got to shake your head and go, they hit these in practice. Yeah. They hit them against Bellarmine. What's going on today? Is it the gym? Is it the the psyche of the team? What's going on? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I didn't see it, but, you know, again, I didn't get to watch it. But, you know, uh, I sometimes wonder if those are... Were, were good choices? Okay, that's what I was wondering because sometimes you can get a you know hoist a three at the end of the shot clock because you don't have anything else developing. A lot offense. of them were good looks. A yeah, lot of them were good looks so that, just yeah. missed shots then. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And and it was and it was kind of I remember just watching the end of it going, we had this thing and blew it. Yeah, what's going on here, guys? Yeah. Uh, I think it comes back to maybe. Uh, a, a need for maybe stronger leadership on the team itself, but I can't really say that yeah. without being in there day in, day out, you know, yeah, seeing them in the what's gym. going on in practice yeah. and yeah, everything else like that. Uh, certainly at times, I think there was maybe a little bit of hesitation uh, on, on what to do. And in, in past years, you always had that strong leader out on the court. Uh, even if it was a self-centered blonde hair girl with pigtails, <laughs> there was somebody who was going to take charge of things and, you know, tell you, this is the way it needs to be. Uh, and I think once we look at this year's team down the road, maybe one of our transfers ends will step up and be that. Maybe Olivia Cockett will take it over. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's always crazy to, to have a, <laughs> I don't say it's always crazy, it, but you know, to have a transfer come in and end up being the leader of the team is not something you want to, not something you want to depend upon. It can happen. Um, it can happen pretty well. You know, I was certainly the experience in uh, on volleyball a couple of years ago with Tori Dilfer coming in. Uh, she was a transfer, and she very much ended up becoming a leader on that team. Uh, so it certainly can happen. Um, but it's, I don't think it's something you generally want to depend upon. You want somebody kind of that's been there, been uh, in the system, but you know, we'll see. Well, you know, we'll, we'll Sid Taylor step up, you know, you know, you got Nyla Harris out there. She might start showing some leadership too as well there, but I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, there's still, there's still a lot of question marks here on this team, you know? Very, very much because you know just all the all these new faces and still meshing and figuring it out. So, 
And as Jeff Walls told us earlier in the year, this team isn't going to go 40 and 0. No. This team's going to go through a learning curve. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, so later on, if things happen to us, you'll be able to look back and say, well, Coach Walls warned us that this could happen. So, you know, if anything, maybe he's just nodding to himself and self affirmation this morning as they go through their final routine for the game here in 15 minutes. Yeah. I try to tell people. No one will listen to me. Some of that. Um, I'm sure he's still frustrated. <laughs> Some oh, of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. As <laughs> he know. says, losing sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's never fun. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So. Uh, but Bama shot well against us yesterday. Yeah. 50%. Uh, that's pretty sh- good shooting there, Tex. Yeah. Uh, and they, we you know, they went of nine of 24 from three, which is yeah, and that's pretty impressive. Factor. I mean, yeah. just look at that. Unbelievable. Also, uh, look at SEC if they can keep that up. Yeah, yeah. This could be a team that could, you know, surprise a few opponents. I, you know, I don't see them being maybe a Final Four team, but you know, they they might trip some people up along the way. Spot on defense too. I mean, they are aggressive. Yeah, they are tough. Uh, They force almost twenty-five turnovers a game. And that, my friend, is that's, not dead. That's basketball I like to watch. Not many people like watching that basketball. I like to watch that basketball. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, uh, when a team is forcing you over that much, you really got to take good care of the basketball. Louisville yeah. did have 18 turnovers, which is lower than what Bama had been averaging. But still, 18 for us kind of borders on high, Jeff. Yeah, they had 20, though. So, you know, credit to our team as, as well on, on forcing a fair number as well. But, yeah. We'll look for a little better performance, I think, today mm-hmm. out of the cards. And Liberty, obviously, uh, based on what they did yesterday, kind of makes us me wonder, uh, is it going to be one of those games where either we're still suffering from the hangover loss and let Liberty stay in this thing for a long time? Or are we going to come out with a little bit of an attitude and say, hey, we weren't at our best yesterday. Look at because we're mad today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play big basketball. So uh, which Cardinal team will show? It could be interesting to see. and could be interesting to see indeed. Sure. Liberty, I don't have a lot of background stat information on. Uh, obviously, a school that we've played in a lot of different sports, a lot of different times. It's a, uh, uh, the history and the background between Liberty. I think this was Jerry Falwell's invention years ago, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, Jeff. Uh, University. Yes, I believe so. Is they hold a, a highly, fairly highly religious curriculum and, mm-hmm. and, and academia and, and stuff like that. It's a, not like a Catholic based school, but certainly as a, Protestant Christian-based school where uh, that's very important to the the way that things go on campus. Yep, yep. Um, and referenced, you know, Tori Dilfer earlier, uh, I believe, and I'm trying to confirm this, I think her younger sister Delaney is a setter on their volleyball squad. So, ah, okay. tangent that's not really relevant to the current conversation, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because it, Tori, I wonder if she didn't drag little sister to come to Louisville. But, <laughs> you know, come on, come on, come on. I'm here. Yeah, I, th- I think Tori may have been the the best of the three. Uh, okay. So uh, I, I don't know that Delaney got recruited to come to Louisville much, but uh, yeah. The cards, uh, when they have gone up against Alabama, it hasn't gone well. I hate to say this, but Alabama leads the series three to one. Mm. Uh, of course, we have to go all the way back to 2008 to find the previous game. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a lot of recent battles there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Walls was just a, a, a babe in the woods then, uh, where Bama beat us by like 17 points. And they've had some very good teams, but a uh, good, solid team, SEC. Uh, hardened over the years and they're certainly going to be i think a contender in that conference this year uh if they got players like barker who can uh, just just fill it up and uh, also 
uh, another girl who, who played strong against us yesterday that I saw and watched. She really didn't grab a lot of a flash and headline, but uh, uh, Jessica Timmons, she had a really good game against us too, mm-hmm. doing some things, especially on the defensive end of the ball, stopping us up a little bit. But uh, we'll see. It's early yet. We're hoping that Hotel is going to at least salvage one today, maybe get us a situation where we are actually one and one going into you know, our final game against a very strong Gonzaga team. Yeah, of that tournament. Yeah, that would be nice. And a Gonzaga team that I think will yeah. nope, definitely be ready. Yeah, Gonzaga is one of those. You, you just you, you never want to underestimate them. <laughs> it's... it's funny. My phone, which I forgot to turn off, uh, alerts me about things and tells me that if I have any trouble parking for the cards game against Liberty to let them know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, my driveway is pretty clear. Yeah. I think I'm okay. Yeah. My team, you know. Maybe, maybe a little late getting there. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if I can make that drive in 15 minutes, y'all. Yeah. Uh, clear 65 out for me. Yeah. <laughs> this little team, though, you know, we, we, we've looked at it so many different ways from the start of the formation of it this season to where they're at now. Uh, what are some things you like about the squad? And I'll do the same and some of the things that I'd kind of like to see improve a little bit. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first on this too. I, I think that we were a fantastic free throw shooting team and that comes from experienced players being on the court the majority of the time for you and not a lot of freshmen that they're missing. But then all of a sudden, boom. In the last game, a 16 for 24. Ugh. Kind of raises a question mark. Although there were times back in previous years, Jeff, Jeff Walls would have taken 16 out of 24. <laughs> yeah. He would have griped about it the whole time, but he would, he would have taken it as an improvement over what he had been seeing. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I think uh, you know, I've, I've only seen this team actually play once so far. Um, due to various travels and conflicts of other sorts and, you know, ESPN plus. Um, but what I saw was a team with all these new faces um, that really has, has shown at least some indication of really coming together as a team pretty well. Um, there's still a lot to learn. There's still a lot of question marks around that. But there's a lot of, uh, I think, uh, a pretty impressive camaraderie among this team from what I can tell. Um, and certainly other reports I've heard support that. Um, so that's encouraging. Uh, it's uh, certainly different than what we were hearing last year, uh, which is also even, you know, in more yeah. ways that that's encouraging. Um, so uh, I'm gaining more and more appreciation for what that does for a team when, you know, the players on the team just, genuinely like each other uh which it seems like what's happening here for the basketball team uh that it it makes a difference it makes a difference on how they come out it makes a difference on how they communicate it makes a difference on on you know how they understand each other's tendencies and and compensate for them and you know so and and you can see it a key to you fans get in there a little bit early watch the pre-game warm-ups yeah, Watch how the team is interacting with each other as they go through the layup drills and the shots warming yeah. up at the ten minute mark before the game starts. Are they tense or are they having a lot of fun out there? And th- this group gets along fantastically out there. If this is any indication of how a team is going to react, because they're cutting, they're laughing, they're joking up. Uh, I get this little wave from E all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because I did a great interview with her. I, I will admit it myself uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I think that meant a lot to her, too. You know, so, yeah. You know, somebody to talk to her like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a fun team to watch before the game. And then after the game, they, they go over to the fans and sign autographs, and they're very, very engaging on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they welcome all. Uh, so one thing that I think we're going to, have to kind of look for though is for one of this group to step up and say okay uh y'all we need a leader out there i'm gonna be that leader 
Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah. don't see anybody stepping over that line yet and taking that mantle. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a fair assessment, I think. And, uh, you know, that may be something that develops over the course of the season. And, and like you said, maybe it's one of the one of these transfers that comes in and does that. And they just need a little time to get settled into that role and, and take on that role. So uh, I can certainly understand that if that's the case. We are drama free, though, and we can't say that about uh, another school. Yeah, it <laughs> happens to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, Got one of our best of all times to end up down there in Haley Van Lith. Uh, it seems like Kim Mulkey has to come in and dump the Thanksgiving Drama dinner. Drama, you. All, <laughs> all Holy over, smokes. All over the people came to visit and threw the turkey out the window. Two players <laughs> not traveling with the team, it sounds like. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't kept up with all of it. But they're they're arguably best player. And Angel reached and just left yeah. her behind. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't need you. Wow. Uh, and uh, they they brought Haley up to to talk after a win they had. Or so I think it was Texas Southern, and she's just throwing that generalities all over the place. And Kim is just sitting there nodding after each one. Hmm. Now, see, they do it a little bit differently when a player speaks to the post game media crowd. Normally, the players get to be on their own and talk a little bit, and then afterward, Walls comes in after them mm-hmm. and does his thing. Yeah, not so with LSU fans. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, All at the same time. And Kim sits in between them as if a referee in a boxing match or a mother superior making sure that everybody is saying their prayers. (laughs) And so Haley was just kind of like, well, I think defensively there's there's certain things you can do in a game. And uh, we tried to do most of them pretty well, I think. And dabba, 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 dabba. You know, she's she's just throwing out one generality after another. And it's almost like she had a script. She was reading back in the background on a teleprompter. Well, let's face that a lot of post game interviews tend to be that way. It's it's yeah. it's uncommon to get much more than that. But uh, yeah, be thankful, Cardinal fans, that you don't have the drama issues here that they have down in Baton Rouge, yeah, cool. because that, my friends, right That's there is a, it is a soap opera. But yeah. we'll see how it turns out. But for Louisville today, though. As we get ready to roll into this thing in just a couple of minutes here, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, certainly, you all can catch this on the radio if you don't have the ESPN Plus. Uh, from what Jared told me, uh, Courtney and, and Nick are doing a fantastic job on the call of these. That's he nice. listened to them all day yesterday. And uh, when they were making the call of the game, and of course, knowing both of them, they're such wonderful people. You know, I can't imagine them doing anything else. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's a true friendship between the two there, and then they certainly it comes across in the broadcast and also the way they feel about this team. So, yeah. And, uh, of course, Courtney's my girlfriend. So, you know, <laughs> that work is that yeah. <laughs> Courtney is a delight. She's always wonderful to get a chance when you get a chance. Yeah. To talk to her. yeah. She'll see me in her eyes light up and we give each other a hug and it's, I just say that yeah. my girl, she's a fantastic analyst too on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, knows, she knows that game inside and out. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun to listen to her takes on it and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. I'm probably just going to watch the ESPN Plus broadcast on it. But, yeah. Uh, and we'll go ahead and, and cut it maybe just a little bit early today mm-hmm. in, in honor of that. So uh, jump we'll over go ahead and that. move on into final thoughts. Yeah, gosh. Um, I mean, I'm excited for selection tomorrow night. Obviously, this is where all the numbers come together and, you know, me trying to, you know, as much of a volleyball fan as I truly am, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, read the tea leaves a little bit is always kind of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see where we end up. Uh, I hope it's a top four so that we can host uh, regionals, uh, um, which will, by the way, all, all of the uh, postseason that we host will be at the KFC Young Center. Uh, so that is a known thing already. Uh, and the first two should be uh, should be on Thursday, start Thursday, Thursday, Friday uh, timing on it. So uh, what time during the day? Who knows? Um, hopefully evening, but you never know. That's that's not up to us. So it should be a fun one down at the KFC Yum Center then. And yep. it could be one that I could go ahead and apply on passes for too. Yep. Get out there and cover some of it with a lot more room in there. 
the media tables will be pretty well spread out. And yeah. I think I, I might enjoy doing some of that, so we'll mm -hmm. see how that works out. But uh, as for me, on final thoughts, it's just basically, hey, uh, it, you know, our, our two big women's sports right now are in the highlight, in the show light with volleyball and women's basketball. Uh, news on each one every day, and this is just a fantastic time of year to be a Cardinal fan. Mm -hmm. And I feel so fantastically happy about being able to watch and, and enjoy both of these sports right now. And, and I encourage you to do the same. Get into these two teams. You know, you may be a basketball fan in and out. Give volleyball a lot of respect and love too, okay? Yeah. And the other way around hard, too, if you're hard you ticket know. to come by, but you know, or has been, but yeah. uh, shouldn't be a problem at the KFCM Center. So get out, out there and watch that. them. Yeah. Absolutely so. And hey, you know, if, if we make it to the Final Four again, it's in Tampa. That's a kind of a nice trip for you know December. So. Yeah, and we got some friends down that way, Sony and I do too. Yeah, so. just saying. Yeah. Mm. The, all right. Thank everybody for listening today, though, and certainly we hope you all have a great weekend. And as always, go cards. <laughs>